Kane's fishing and hunting show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's fishing and hunting show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, and welcome to Kane Radio on the FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always... The purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and uh, stories around the USA and the world. And, Rick, uh, each Friday, these are the fine people, the reason we're here. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasonings and Foods. And with that, uh, you can, uh, if you'd like to give us a call, of course, the number, you can dial the area code, 337 the number is 367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com, anywhere in the world. That's right. And if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, pay Kane 1240. You may also listen to Kane on any accessible Internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And, Rick, uh, freshwater, saltwater fishing, what we're hearing? Tony, uh, I've still been hearing good reports about them catching specks in the bay. It's spotty. Uh, some days are better than others, which that holds, you know, true for fishing. But uh, and on the freshwater side, the basin is, is still low. I see it's going to tick up just a little bit. And uh, we went last Sunday out of uh, Miet Point, and we did very well. We uh, caught our limit. We didn't catch no real big fish, but uh, – Anywhere from a pound and a half to two and a half pound fish. And, uh, Rick, uh, with that, talking about the uh, basin at Butte Rose, uh, the water levels, uh, you mentioned to me off the air earlier that me at Point, man, the water is low. It's low, very low, Tony. We was running, you know, out of me at Point, and it, there, there's a lot of, how you want to say that, structures, uh, obstructions, or however you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Just stay in the middle of the canal because the water is very, very shallow, you know. Yeah, and uh, with that, too, uh, the, uh, you know, with the Butler Rose, they had a little bump, uh, or they're getting ready to have a little bump. The water this morning at 6 o'clock was at uh, 3.48 feet. Right. And it's uh, maybe in the next uh, sometime Wednesday or next week, Thursday, it's going to bump up to about 3.5 feet, but that's really not much No, it's it's come up uh, a little over a foot, Tony. It was running around 2.224. But uh, you know, and now we got a, a strong cold front coming in, so that's gonna that's gonna have a lot of play with it, you know. Yep. Plus, if we have a, a strong low tide, which no doubt we will, yeah, and it's it's gonna be something that uh, in that regard, that uh, with the north wind, uh, it's gonna even drive that water down. Oh so, yeah, uh, definitely. Anyway, uh, if you plan to go out there fishing, just be certain that you have a paddle in your boat. Don't want to see you get stuck on a mud flat. Oh yeah, uh, and, and like unless you, said, you go yeah. ahead. Watch your water level because I, I know that's happened. You know, you, you're sitting there fishing all of a sudden, uh-oh, no water left, you know. That's right. That's right. So uh, with that, uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, just uh, when the cold weather comes, uh, you know, we can look for that. And uh, it just happens every year. So it's yeah. just something you have to be aware of. And like I said, uh, make sure you have a couple of paddles in your boat if, uh, you know, you're going out and uh, yes, the wind uh, early next, uh, I should say middle of next week yeah. when it's going to get really cooler uh, with that. Anyway, in the meantime, Rick, uh, when you went out, what was working for you? Tony, we, we caught most of them on soft plastics, uh, caught a few on spinner bait, but uh, the trick worm has been working good. That's uh you know, we, we've been rigging it straight and also uh, a wacky style, you know, hook it in in the middle. 
and and the way it uh it makes it swim different. So you know that that was the two baits that was uh that was producing mostly for us. And uh and basically uh, uh that was working for you. Of course, out, out in the salt water, uh, uh, I'm still hearing you know uh, combination of the two. I'm uh, hearing that the the bigger fish are coming on cut bait, Tony. For what reason I don't know, but you know, and I guess bigger fish they, they just they like to cut bait, you know. Oh, I hear you. Anyway, in the meantime, of course, uh, with the uh, uh, the red snapper, uh, I didn't get my updated this week. Uh, of course, we had the one from last week, and that's through October first. You know, we're sitting now. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about today's October twenty seventh, so we're yep. talking about almost a three week lag. And uh, with that last week, it was eighty two point three percent. With that, of Louisiana's total of nine hundred thirty four thousand pounds plus. And uh, of course, it, it was a balance as of last week of about a hundred and almost one hundred fifty seven thousand pounds. So, uh, of course, with that three week uh, interval, uh, what are we talking about? Maybe uh, ten fifteen thousand pounds, maybe being caught uh, that's reported uh, throughout the uh, weeks. That's what it seems to be. But you know, as we've mentioned uh, many times, uh, with uh, uh, dove season and uh, duck season, along with deer season and all of that opening up. Right. Uh, uh, you won't see as many people journeying out there to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, if anything, uh, fish out in the, the deeper water for the red snapper. Right. Yeah, it's going to be close uh, for, you know, not to say they can't close it out, Tony, but it's going to be tough to do, you know, with that, that much left. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the uh, Star Tournament uh, had their big banquet uh, last week, and uh, the CCA uh, Louisiana category winners, uh, they – they came out and uh, reported on, of course, the guy that won the uh, Silverado, uh, Chevy Silverado, the tag Redfish, was a John Thornton. Uh, and, of course, all of these winners, you know, whether it be uh, adult or youth, have to go through a Poly- polygraph test, you know. And uh, the tag Redfish to John Thornton was caught, you know, for the first time in a few years, uh, pretty later on during the season, too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, last year, maybe it was year before, we've had a few people where they catch a tag Redfish. But lo and behold, they're not registered, not members yep. of the CCA. Yep. So they, they go without a uh, Silverado. In the meantime, I was trying to look over at Ricky. I don't know if uh, some of these names I was trying to see with any of the local names uh, on here. Uh, Kevin Schweitzer uh, with the Red Snapper at 28.8 pounds. Uh, uh, the Cobia was Patrick Poupart, and uh, I'm thinking that's the bakery, and uh, maybe in Lafayette. Uh, right. Not sure, but he had a 56.5-pounder. In the kayak division on the uh, uh, southwest side, it was Connor Scott uh, picking up the big fish at 3.05 pounds. And from the bank, Michael, Michael Fesco. He, uh, on the bank, check you out, uh, a 6.31 speckled trout. That's pretty impressive that's from gotta, the bank. Well, it's got to be from way down by the east. east yeah, end. that's. I mean, that's a big speckled that, trout that fishing is. from the yeah, bank. Bank or boat, you're right. Oh, <laughs> man, that is a big one. Of course, it's almost a speckled trout. It's uh, not worth eating, I mean, with that much an older yeah. fish like that. Right. Anyway, uh, with that, just looking over some of the other uh, results uh, in the southwest, uh, well, the youth were winning the boat that uh, that – uh, 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 Joe Boat, uh, along with the what was it a 15 horsepower and a dilly trailer, I believe. Yeah, uh, I with that, so. Andre Kimming uh, in the southwest part of our state uh, ended up with that. So uh, anyway, just highlights through the uh, uh, checking out the fishing results from the Star Tournament starts Memorial Day. 
uh, weekend all the way to Labor Day, uh, 5 o'clock on Labor Day. And uh, I guess that's uh, almost um, three and a half months of fishing yep. in, in that regard. So a lot of fun and a lot of good cause for that, too, uh, Rick, as you and I. Uh, both know that with regards to uh, fishing in that star tournament. Yep. I don't know if you saw this report, too, uh, uh, Rick, uh, that the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, donated 40 female Florida bass to support Tennessee's wildlife agency. I've seen that. Yep. And that, that, that's pretty neat. You know, uh, they, they talked about uh, some of the hatchery people, uh, Chase Chatlin, uh, talked about not only do we help others out with fish trades, but we also share information, skills, techniques, and just recently the hatchery biologist, uh, three uh, Talon Jepson, and I were uh, invited to attend a fish health workshop uh, hosted by Tennessee, which has helped us further develop the skills and knowledge required to care for fish here in our Louisiana hatcheries. And, uh, you know, they went on to, uh, and donated uh, 40. They requested 40 female bass. And the Booker Fowler staff were able to deliver the fish totaling, you ready, 143 pounds, 0.35 pounds, uh, uh, I should say, 0.35 pounds. And uh, that was, uh, you know, it's credible to deliver uh, the, the fish up in that part of the country. And workers at the Booker Fowler caught 294 mature Florida bass that were ready for release in addition to the 40 females sent to Tennessee. 40 were sent to the Woodworth uh, Educational Facility to boost the supply in stock pond there. And uh, the remaining 214 fish were taken to Lake Providence in northwest Louisiana and released there. So uh, anyway, good to see uh, things like that in a hatchery. It's going a long way to help produce some fish. And, uh, you know, we've been pretty lucky with the fingerlings they'll dump here over the years. Yeah. And that's helped out a lot with the fishing in the two uh, lakes. That's right. Uh, and I know you have uh, been a, 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 a big believer in that and uh, oh, seeing yeah. that done. So, yeah. uh, and with uh, knock on wood, uh, still got another approximately a month left of hurricane season. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've seen tragedy here with uh, the oxygen being sucked out the water oh, yeah. and killing tons of fish. I guess the most notable one was Andrew back in the day. Yes, yeah, Andrew was bad, Tony. Yeah, yep. that that was the one that came sure into play was, uh, yep. uh, with that. Also, Rick, you know, uh, besides, uh, you know, with the CCA tournament last uh, the other day, uh, what else do folks talk about when they attend this tournament? And uh you know, the recent uh, first big step battling over the pogey boats. You know, we've talked about that, where they now restricted them to go out a little bit further when at one time it was on a quarter of a mile. But they, um, you know, just to be quite candid, uh, they, they took advantage of that. And uh, I'm not so sure they might have gone in a little further than that quarter of a mile, uh, I guess, uh, projection to stay out of those big uh, commercial boats. But uh Anyway, a, a long time uh, down on the bayou resident, a man uh, salty as the rim on a margarita class gave the best advice for a fall and winter. He said, fish the moon and the tides, Rick. Yep. And I know you're a big believer in that. Oh, yeah, so true. And he talked about, you know, with speckled trout and redfish responded to this movement. And he also talked about the full and new moon periods move water along our coast. And we have two tides most days, and we seldom have tides ranging more than a foot and a half. But when you're talking and moving so much water in our estuaries, this uh, little bit goes a long way, Rick. Yep. And uh, I know you're a big believer in that, and you watch it even as far as the barometric pressure, too. Right. Yes, sir. And uh, with that, so uh, anyway, speckled trout, redfish respond to the movement. Ongoing tides puts loads of bait fish and shrimp from ponds and small lakes into canals, bayous, larger lakes, and the mouths of uh, predator fish and uh 
So the five days before full moon, the two days after, give an eight-day stretch, and then the three days before and the one and two days uh, after a new moon opens the door for a worthwhile trip. Don't forget, cold fronts, man, we're getting ready to have a, a one. Yeah. And after three or four days of southerly winds push water into our marshes, uh, a front uh, north wind moves water too. So uh, I know that's a big report there, Rick. And uh, yep, I know so you true. believe in that. Uh, oh, yeah. And even uh, even in uh, with ponds and everything else, uh, the moon uh, uh, creates uh, opportunities, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, Tony, the uh, Farmer's Almanac puts out a good uh, calendar. All right. And it has your, uh, you, you know, it, got, it has uh, best, fair, and poor fishing days. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, it's uh, – it's it's not spot on, but it's pretty it's pretty accurate. Yeah, and uh, yeah. with that, oh yeah, uh, too. I know it uh, that uh, goes a long way too, Rick. And uh, just to watch those, uh, uh, I guess those uh, moons, uh, you know, with the way the fish feed and everything else. So, oh yeah, uh, how important it is. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, uh, give a little update. You know, the New Iberia chapter of the Ducks Unlimited Banquet uh, was uh, last night. October 26th at the Isla Iberia RV uh, report. And, uh, you know, that that organization, they do a great job. Uh, wasn't able to attend last night, but uh, I'm trying to maybe get, find some reports. But uh, on that, went to their website, nothing up there yet. But, you know, they have a silent auction, auctions. Uh, you know, they have a great meal that's provided to and all. And uh, those guys get into it, Rick. I've been to a oh, few yeah. of them over the years. Yep. And uh, it's great to see. And at one time... Seemed like they were raffling off a nice shotgun each year. Oh yeah, and I uh, don't know if they still do that or not. But um, interesting though. But a great job. A uh, lot going on with their, those Ducks Unlimited people, and I'm sure it was well attended. And uh, with that, uh, I know over the years going to them, even out at Avery Island. Now they're at the RV park. I think for the last couple of years, maybe three, uh, holding their event out there. But uh, yeah. also want to make an announcement too with that. Uh, a message going out to all Duck Unlimited supporters and sponsors, just a reminder that the Generate chapter is holding its uh, General Assembly banquet soon, and it'll be held on Thursday, November the 2nd, that's next week, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the West St. Mary Civic Center. And if you're interested in going and not have already done so, you can uh, still purchase tickets online through Ducks Unlimited website and pay at the door or contact the uh, chairperson, Larry Gospel, at uh, junior at 337 337- Three eight zero four six four one. If you're interested in sponsoring, you can go online for further information or contact Larry uh, Gospa and directly at uh, that number I gave out. Of course, the area code three eight zero four six four one. There's still seats available. Great prizes, silent auction, live auction will take place, and a meal to be served. Come out and join the fun. Uh, a lot of truth to that. And uh, with their banquet. Uh, uh, I want to say uh, uh, next week. So um, I know the Iberia chapter held theirs uh, last night. I'm sure it was successful with that in, in that regard. So a uh, lot going on uh, with that. And um, and and also uh, also one last thing before we go to our, our first break here. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries, I mentioned this last week, to hold that uh, wood duck hunting seminar for beginners on November 4th in Baton Rouge. Of course, you have to take a little trip. But the uh, department will hold a wood uh, duck seminar on, for beginners, and the wood duck uh, hunting 101 event will be held at the Waddell uh, Wildlife Refuge at 9 a.m. to noon. The seminar will cover proper equipment needed, firearm selection, rules, regula- 
regulation, excuse me, outdoor navigation, uh, hunting opportunities also include uh, an outdoor teaching session on properly to discuss the proper hunting techniques. Of course, uh, all of that can be done at the Waddell Wildlife Refuge. It's located at 4142 North Flannery Road in Baton Rouge. Attendance is free of charge. However, there is space limited, and for those interested, must pre-register online. So go to the website. Uh, it should uh, stick out like a sore thumb and uh, register at the louisianaoutdoors.com uh, uh, slash events. So with that, anyway, for more information, uh, you can call uh, uh, Travis DeFore at area code 337 the number is 735-8685. That's 337-735-8685. So with that, uh, Rick, and uh, just, uh, you know, give you a heads up and uh, a lot yep. of information passed out. And, you know, for you beginners, somebody like to duck hunt, uh, wood duck, uh, just an opportunity. I know you've mentioned many times out there in the basin. Oh, yeah. That you see the wood ducks always, just plentiful. Always see the woodies, yeah, a bunch of, bunch of wood ducks, and it's – I don't know if it's the flying zone, flying pattern, flying area, Tony, but it's this one area. We always see three or four, maybe sometimes more than that. It's just this certain area, though. Yeah, and a pretty duck, too. Oh, uh, yeah, Just Beautiful a gorgeous duck. duck yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, in that regard. So, uh, anyway, got still a lot more to talk about. We're going to go ahead and take our first break right now. You listen to to uh, Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show here on a big Friday. Uh, we're going to be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasoning, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Ragin' Cajun original recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana over the last 38 years. Ask for Ragin' Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today. Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask them for that rage and cajun say ball a new carrier heating and air conditioning system from dolls heating and cooling can save you money every month thanks to the newest line of carrier energy efficient technology products you can lower your utility bill don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer turn to the carrier experts at dolls heating and cooling call dan you're my ac man today at 337-367-2511 that's 337-367-2511 license number 6286 time out oh right remember we're a team that plays together listen the winning will take care of itself we just have to get everyone involved In interscholastic sports, we celebrate what makes every one of us unique. And in the pursuit of a common goal, everyone in the huddle, in the bleachers, and in the community comes together. 
This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. And, of course, uh, with the uh, second uh, uh, segment here on the Hunting and Fishing Show, we're talking about hunting and, you know, a lot going on, Rick, as the hunting season is getting ready to crack wide open. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some areas uh, already uh, with uh, deer and archery uh, coming through. And uh, I saw a couple of articles. I have one we'll talk a little bit later in the show about uh, a guy up in uh, North Louisiana. Seen that. Doing a little hunting. And, uh, just surprise, wild. huh? Yeah, surprise, surprise. Uh, when he brought down his uh, deer, and uh, as he went to retrieve the deer, uh, couldn't find it. One would where the deer went. He thought, pretty sure we thought where it landed mm-hmm. or where it finished. Uh, anyway, but of course, uh, with that, of course, the uh, the uh, a lot of deer hunting with the archery uh, began in October, mid October, and it'll go through February in certain deer areas of five, six, and nine. Modern firearms is cranking up. Uh, last week, uh, youth only and honorable discharge variant veterans in uh, area two. Uh, deer and primitive firearms, October 20th, the state deer areas 3, 7, 8, and 10. Uh, elsewhere, uh, deer primitive firearms, which uh, begins, uh, I want to say, uh, or ends uh, today in state deer area too. So, uh, but just a lot of hunting going on, Rick, and uh, uh, with areas, certain areas in the state. Uh, of course, you deer hunters are more familiar even than I uh, with the certain areas with the map of Louisiana. Just uh, you got to be real careful. Uh, if you uh, end, uh, you know, walk out of one area into another one, not realizing. Right. But most deer hunters are pretty familiar with where they can go and what they can do and all. And, uh, of course, the, uh, the game warden's out there watching everything and uh, making sure that you uh, obey all the rules and regulations, too, uh, with that. Anyway, yep. um, with the doves uh, in the north zone, uh, it'll uh, crank up uh, through November 12th while in the south zone, It'll go a little further out uh, with doves to the 26th of November. Anyway, other areas, uh, the deer archery through uh, through areas uh, that uh, through January 15th and 3, 7, 8, and 10. Also uh, through January 31st through uh, uh, deer areas 1, 2, and 4. So rabbits and squirrels through February 29th. Of course, next year is a leap year. We have a 29th in the February. Statewide private lands only, and uh, state and federal lands have uh, separate seasons. So uh, just be careful. Abide by the rules because uh, they'll be out there, all the game wardens there, oh, uh, yeah. watching you, yep. I can assure you, in, in that regard. So uh, elsewhere, I also want to remind uh, hunters, too, which is so important. And we talked about this a little bit last week. I want to just re uh Iterate that the deer season means hunters on uh, CWD watch, you know, with the chronic wasting disease and uh, and uh, just you got to be careful out there. And it's not about it. Not uh, sure that anybody's been uh, gotten sick by eating a deer that has maybe the embryonic stage of CWD, but uh, they just want to keep it under control. And uh, I found a year or so ago up there and. Uh, areas of Louisiana up there in Tinsaw Parish, Madison, and some of those areas where uh, they were, you know, the CWD was uh, initially spotted uh, by deer up in that area. So, uh, and I'm sure that uh, the infected deer was found over in Mississippi, I think across the river, and that was about four or five years ago. And uh, Louisiana now had been, uh, how would you say, uh, not... uh, 
exposed to a lot mm-hmm. of these uh, actions of these deer. And uh, now because of uh, the uh, the deer either swimming the river or getting across the river, however how, yep. uh, the first uh, indications of that. So uh, It was last year, I think. Yeah, it yep. was up there in that area. The, but what the, what the uh, department has done is open up further areas uh, response uh, to uh, six additional drop-off locations to better handle uh, it. And, and if you're a deer hunter, go to the website, check those sites out that might be near you in that area if you do hunting up in that area. Most of the people I know, though, go up a little further north Louisiana, yep. a little up in the Shreveport area, a couple of buddies of mine that uh, hunt up in that area. And then a lot of them uh, go across the state line uh, north of Baton Rouge, up in that area, do a lot of hunting over there in that area. But I have a few yeah. that have a nice lease around Sipmore Point, a big lease down there that do some uh, deer hunting in the marsh uh, down there around Sipmore Point at all. I, I don't know how many hundreds or even thousand acres they have access to down there with the lease. It's a big gang that hunt down there and all. But uh, anyway, it's a hot zone up there in Tinsaw Parish up in that area where that infected deer were found, uh, as we mentioned last year too, Rick, and uh, – Hopefully, um, the the good uh, state vet, Dr. LaCour, is always on point when he says a potential danger. And uh, he has re- you know, repeated that warning many times. That it's a, a neurodegenerative uh, disease of the white-tailed deer and other members of the deer family. Disease is infectious, always fatal to the deer, has no known treatment. The disease can be transmitted uh, from live deer to deer carcasses, other environmental sources such as plants or soil contaminated from the exposure of the CWD, uh, positive deer and deer carcasses. So, uh, the exception is that hunters taking deer in the controlled area that's up there in that area, that three, four parish area, can bring home the uh, the deer meat cut and wrapped and free of bone and quarters of other portions of the meat with no part of the spinal column or head attached. Antlers, clean skull plates uh, with antlers, clean skulls without tissue attached, uh, capes, uh, tanned hides, uh, finished uh, taxidermy mounts, and clean cervid teeth. So, uh, Anyway, uh, just you know, I want to remind the hunters about that. That's all. And, uh, of course, it's located just in that area of the state. But who knows? You know, deer travel. Yep. And uh, who knows what uh, they're looking for food uh, with that, especially with the, uh, getting ready to have a, a good cold wave coming in uh, in the next uh, four, five, six days. Yeah, so on the uh, move. Yes, sir. That's right. And it's just the agency urges hunters to submit deer heads for CWD testing. And these are self-serve locations where hunters can put deer heads into a sample bag, then into refrigerators. The hunter fills out the information card, then after a period of time can find out if the deer they took were infected. So just good to know and, and got to repeat that uh, so people know what's going on. So uh, it's um, anyway, it's just important for that. So uh, in the meantime, uh, anyway, uh, mentioned that about uh, the uh, – the uh, wood duck for beginners and all. And here, here's the story that I just yep. find very interesting. As uh, basically this hunter up in uh, North Louisiana just brought down a trophy uh, Black Bayou Refuge buck. And uh, with all kinds of hunting, you know, their excitement thrills and all. Deer hunting instills those feelings. I know you have a son that loves to deer hunt. Oh, yeah. In, in that regard. And even go up a little bit down north uh, in the country, up in Illinois already to hunt. Yeah. For, and a little bigger deer up there, too, if you know oh, what I mean. Oh, a lot bigger. <laughs> you know, probably 50 to 100 pounds. Whew. And uh, yeah. Anyway, this one fella, uh, Gage uh, Folk, up in Swartz, Louisiana, after 
hunting down a, a prize buck in Monroe area. He was forced to share it in the end. And uh, Mr. Falk uh, was hunting in the Black Bayou Lake Northwest uh, Refuge on October the 2nd. And he had been hunting the same ground, tracking uh, a prey for almost two years. And, uh, and on October the 2nd, his destiny was defined. He drew his bow and released the arrow, and he would soon question the accuracy of his shot. But what was reduced uh, in resistance allowed him to draw fire on an elusive buck he'd been following and watching for almost two years and find he, uh, his shot struck and killed the animal, and Falk would undoubtedly get his steps in and continued in his expedition for another two days, and it was late afternoon of uh, the second day uh, searching, and he grew utterly bewildered as the location of his deer. He climbed up a tree uh, and looking over hundreds of yards where his arrow connected with the animal and knew the deer was indeed dead. And nearby and getting out of the tree, he uh, kept the wind blowing in his face and following a scent. He discovered the deer. And as he could salvage it from a public land, the nine-point uh, buck, Serac, excited, located, uh, and uh, in the two-year game of hide-and-seek, and as he approached the dead animal, he was so impressed with the rack that he overlooked two alligators that had been feasting on his prize. <laughs> and no. approximately four feet from his heels, one of the alligators spun its body up to release a territorial growl and indicate, you know, that uh, they owned the deer, you know, just. Uh, and he just was, was so just exasperated. Uh, anyway, by the time uh, the alligator crowd and uh, he had taken ownership of Falk's Bonnie, all parties involved in likely meeting were scared off in opposite directions. So they the alligators, two alligators were there, not just one. And uh, Falk came back after it was safe to return and cautiously claimed what was left of his animal. The nine-point rack had a 133 and an eighth uh, inches, which is the only thing uh, salvageable, uh, salvageable. And the alligators had just ruined it from where they had been feeding on it, Falk said. He, he was really disappointed, had to put so much time and effort into this deer when you leave, you're wondering what's next. Man, so uh, yeah. just unbelievable with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you think you're taking down a nice deer and you right. go to grab him, the two alligators. Of course, you go look at them. You can't. Of course, people realize, you know, once you uh, hit a deer, whether with a rifle or an arrow or whatever the case may right. be, these deer can still go a, a few hundred yards, if not a quarter yeah. of a mile to a half mile running. And before they fall, and uh, you got to go find them, and you want to try to find them as quickly as you can. But yep. uh, and sometimes Tony, if you don't hit them just right, they'll bleed a lot, but they still they'll, they'll keep going. You know, yeah. Uh, Boyden was trying to track a deer for one of his friends the other day, and I don't think they even he made a good shot, but they never found a deer. You know, plenty of blood, but the deer just kept. You know, you hit him. Good, but not good enough, should I say. Yeah, yep. and it's just uh, it's sad that an animal would suffer. Yeah. But, you know, uh, the deer meat uh, venison is probably one of the best meats you can eat, period, yep. and uh, with the health of those deer. So, in the meantime, anyway, just a great story. I thought that story. Yeah. Alligators. This, know, this story was in, sad. This yeah. is up in north Louisiana. I mean, yeah, this, that's you know, right. Of course, it's in a refuge to, uh, with that. And, yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, with that, tides today here, Friday the 27th of October. The sun rose at 717, both those daylight hours are getting short. Shrinking them. And uh, the sunset will be at 626 tonight in the high and low tide chart. The first high tide was at 247 this morning. 
the next high tide at 4.04 p.m. The first low tide will be at 9.07 this morning and the next low tide at 10 p.m. tonight. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, the 28th, the sun's going to rise at 7.18 tomorrow morning and uh, sunset will be at 6.25 in the high and low tide chart. The first high tide will be uh, Saturday morning at 2.59 a.m. The next high tide will be at 5.16 p.m. Uh, the first low tide uh, tomorrow, Saturday, will be 9.45 a.m. and the low tide at 11.01 p.m. Sunday, the 29th, the sun will rise in southwest pass Vermilion Bay at 7.19 and set at 6.24. In the high and low tide chart, we'll see that the first high tide will be at 3.07 a.m. That's Sunday morning and the next high tide at 6.22 p.m. The only low tide of the day will be at 10.24 a.m. Excuse me, AM. The average water temperature in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay, 70 degrees. Rick, uh, yeah. we'll look for that temperature next week after the cold front comes through, probably to be a lot, uh, a lot cooler, or I should say, than that. Yep. Anyway, in the meantime, Rick, we wouldn't be here each Friday, one for these fine people. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raising Cajun Seasonings and Food. And our motto is always Kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal.